Hey everybody, this is GR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about crime and corruption, better known crime and punishment. And right now, we're going to talk about it's moto time. This is season six, and we're going to be focusing on crime and corruption. And this time, it's called Crime and Punishment. Does a crime fit the punishment? All right, but let's begin. It's moto time. Remember this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Hey, pay your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. And whatever you do in the world, follow your dreams. Okay? And remember, my daddy always says this. Never quit your day job while conquering the world. And always remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting money. So whatever you want to do in your life, dreams or whatever goals you have, your aspirations, do it. Don't sit there and say you want to do it executing put out there put it out in the universe that you're going to do it because when you put when you speak it into existence it manifests remember that when you speak it into existence it manifests hey if you want to learn some tips on manifestation let me tell you a little tip i learned this right here it's called the dragon star method and there's a new there's an old method called the nikolai tesla method it's called the three six the 369 method. Now, Nikolai Tesla's method is simple. Write down your intentions, what you want, three times. Then turn around and write it nine, write it six times. And then turn around and write it nine times. Do that every day. That's the Nikolai Tesla method. So that means when, as soon as you wake up, you write it three times. In the middle of the day, you write it six times. Right before you go to bed, you write it nine times. That's the Nikolai Tesla method. Now, my method, the one that I learned was from Dragonstar. And his method of manifestation from Dragonstar is simple. Um, his method is you write it down 15 times every day, your intentions, until you achieve your intentions. Basically, what you do is you go to the, go to the, go to the dollar store, the 99 cent store or whatever, and buy your notebook, fresh clean notebook, whatever. Doesn't matter what doesn't matter what brand it is, a notebook. People always say, What brand? Doesn't matter. Just a notebook. Clean notebook. On the first page, you write down your intention. So if your intention is to be successful in and say YouTube or successful in a podcast, or you want more money, or you want more sales, you write it down. You write down, I will have more, I will have more customers in my sales. Or my YouTube channel is going to have more list I'm gonna have more people following me on my YouTube channel and more. I'm going to have more likes on my YouTube videos. I'm going to have, you, said, you say, you say I'm going to have 10 million, I'm going to have a million likes on a YouTube video. And you write that down. And you write that down 15 times. Every day. Oh, I hear this, hey JR, but what if I make a mistake? Well, then just add, a, add, just add another line. So if you made a mistake in say line two, Instead of doing it 15 times, you're doing it 16 times or 17 times. You want to get at least 15 total. So if you make a mistake, you just keep going. You don't, what if I start another page? No, you don't have to do that. Just keep going. It happens. And you got to get into the habit of doing it because it's like you put your pants on every day. You tie your shoes every day. You, you shower every day. You get into a routine, make it like a routine habit. In the beginning, it's going to be a rough habit. But once you start doing it and producing it in production, it'll manifest and it'll work. And the more you do it, you do it. You do it until whatever you ask for <clears throat> becomes, to, becomes to manifestation. Until it becomes fruitful and fruition. Until it blooms like a flower. 
that's what you want to do until it till it flourishes once you've done that then you you're doing it, it you're you're having a wonderful time okay once it flourishes you'll have a wonderful time it'll it'll do it and then once you get that once that flourishes because you're manifesting it because you're writing it so you're making your subconscious brain work overload once that's done then you go and do another one and you do another one until everything that you ask for becomes becomes flourishing and then manifests that's the that's the method okay try that that's your moto time now let me let me get in we're gonna do a special shout out we're gonna do a special crime files this is called the crime chronicle shout out well the crime chronicle shout out where we're gonna shout out people and everything i shout out some people last time the person i'm gonna shout out this time is i'm gonna shout out you the listeners this shout out goes out to all my listeners for everyone out there who's listening to my podcast i shout you out because you are the ogs and you are the special ogs out there and you are the people that i want to shout out i want to say thank you i appreciate you and you're getting the shout out to you get your accolades how they say it let's give you your flowers now people need to start giving people their flowers start recognizing and acknowledging people so i'm going to acknowledge you right now you my listeners you're getting this shout out let's begin when i talked about i said about crime and corruption this time is crime and punishment does the crime fit the punishment we're going to talk about that listen i did a i watched a video and this video is called the 13th amendment it's talking about the 13th amendment to the u.s constitution when when the federal government ratified and abolished slavery people were like well we need able bodies in order for us to create these to do these jobs that and to do these jobs that I need money for I need able bodies to do this job because I need to make money and capitalism is greed and greed is good for lack of a better words and that's from the movie Wall Street and capitalism was thriving and and all these companies and all these big textile companies and manufacturers and farmers in the south especially mainly in the south especially and also in the up north as well and well, it's the Midwest, they needed bodies. And they couldn't get any bodies because they abolished, they, they freed slaves. So they had to, all these, all these slave jobs were now need to be filled. So what they did was they created the 13th Amendment. 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is talking about how they, um, they added that so that they can get able bodies. So say, for instance, you went jaywalking. Oh, you went to jail. Boom, boom. There you go. There's another body. Um, you did a small petty theft crime. Oh, you went to jail. Oh, there's another body. You did something that, that should give you a slap on the wrist. Oh, you went to jail. But you went to jail only if you was a person of color. If you were black or brown, you went to jail. 99% of the people in jail right now today are black or brown. Is that society dictating everything? No. That's just capitalism, because a lot of these, a lot of these, multi, a lot of these multinational institutions are ran by corporations. You know, CCA is called um, Correction Corporation of America, and there's another company. I don't know. I forgot the name of that one, but I know CCA. That's Correction Corporation of America. They own these what you call PC, PC or PB. I mean PC or PP. Private corrections or private prisons. A lot of states were what you call outsourcing their prisons because they're like, well, we need to make the states were like, we need to save money instead of spending money. So in order for a lot of these states wanted to save money. So what they did was they outsourced their outsourced their P 
penal system, penal to prisons. Their state prisons were outsourced to private contractors. One of the states that have the have the most private contractors is there's Texas, um, there's Ohio, Pennsylvania, and there's a few other states. And there's a lot of states in the South that are ran by these corporations, and these companies are running these prisons like a like a business. Um, the corrections officers. The initials, the corrections officers, what they call corrections officers, their initials, what most people say is CO, stands for corrections officer. So the COs were getting paid. Instead of getting paid like normal state employees, they were getting paid minimum wage. Yeah, they were paying them subpar minimum wage jobs. So if a state corrections officer was making, let's say, $18 an hour, a CO, and depending on what state you live in, that has private contractors, the private contractors, PC, private private contractors, they're, they're going to contract. They were making like, say, minimum wage, which is, was like $10 an hour, but doing the job of of a $18 an hour CO and no benefits. I mean, no medical because they were like, they're the contractors. So you had to get your own medical. So you're making minimum wage plus medical. So and you're not you don't carry a gun at all. The private contractors, the private COs, private contracting companies don't hire COs. You know, you have to privately, you have to get that yourself, and you can't carry a gun in, in the prisons. And it's like you, or you are working in a prison on a tier, which is whatever pod or tier or whatever you're working at. It's like you'll have like you'll have like two guards, two two corrections officers per pod or per cell or per tier tear cell and it's like there'd be like a hundred people there and that's two guards one in the control room monitoring the computer and stuff or whatever looking around on the monitors and stuff and then you'll have another guard just walking around and that's it you don't have like like in a, like in a state like in a um in a in a federal or a state-run prison where they'll have like three or four Sorry, four COs, corrections officers. No, you'll have two. Because in state prisons, they'll have like three to four guards. They'll have or more, depending on how, how, you know, the ample supply of guards they have. And it's one of the jobs that most corrections officers, I would tell you, they love their job, but they hate their job. Because a corrections officer says the same thing that the inmates say. The corrections officer will say, I am treated just like an inmate because I am locked in. I can't just walk out like a, a, like if a guard, a good example. I watched the thing where they talked about it. A guard said, I, I get on the radio and I say, hey, I need to go use the bathroom. I need to go use the I need to go use the restroom or I need to go use the head. You know, or the latrine, depending on if you're military, you say latrine or head. Depending on what branch of service. If you're Air Force, if you're Army or Air Force, you say latrine. If you're Navy or Marines, you say head. So that's how you know the difference. And you say, I need to go to the bathroom. They'll say, um, can you hold it? And he's like, no. Well, we got to wait. Um, somebody's, at, somebody's, on the, somebody's at the restroom. And you're waiting for a supervisor or someone to come relieve you so you can go to the bathroom. See what I mean? And if you got to go right now, 
a lot of these guards, a lot of those guards I, I've watched and I've talked to some because I know some, they sat there and say a lot of them were wearing diapers. They were wearing Depends. They were wearing adult diapers. I knew one guard said, he said, I had to wear a diaper. I wore a diaper every day. I came to work wearing a diaper. I come in and I, I had a diaper on because I know that I'm not going to get relieved in a timely manner when I got to go. And I drink coffee. And I'm a coffee drinker, so... In a timely manner, because coffee hits my system and it's got time to go, I'm wearing a diaper. So I have to wear a diaper. And I'm usually just relieving myself in my diaper. Sad thing to say, but that's how it is. And then there was the thing where, see, what the 13th Amendment says that inmates, they defined what it is. See, they define people and harsh treatment. Right now, there's a prison called Angola. There's a prison down in the south called Angola. Angola was Angola prison is on a former it, it's, it's, it was a former plantation slave plantation they made that prison on a former plantation slave plantation 99% of the employee 99% of the inmates 90% of the inmates in there won't go 99% we'll go 90% of the inmates there are people of color especially people of color mainly the African American now Angola is a little mixture of brown as well as people of color black in there more you know they started you know integrating more people because they're you know have a lot of more people like hispanics um latinos hispanics asian i mean haitians and stuff like that so they are more integrating in there now and that prison is on and the inmates out there are out there picking vegetables they're out there working they're slave working their mentality is they're doing the slave it's like a slave and you got the overseers on horses or they're in the trucks and they're out there marching and they're on chain gangs and that's still legal did you know that's still legal and you know in certain states in the south it's still legal to hang yes because certain counties still have it on their charter law see each state federal mandate says that you cannot hang anyone that's federally mandated but and each state, it'll be on the state charter that, oh, yeah, we don't hang. But if you read the charter, some states still had it illegal to hang. Because say, for instance, I'm in, let's say I'm in a state like um, a Georgia. We're using that for an example. Not saying it in Georgia. Okay, Georgia says it's a, they abolished the hanging. But in certain counties... Certain counties still have it in their charter. It's legal to hang. So what that means is that the county says, the state may say it's illegal to hang, but the county says, oh, no, it's still legal. It's in our county charter. So what do they do? Still legal to hang. Also, in certain states, the harsh treatment in prisons are so atrocious and so bad that certain states... They still do death by death by hanging, death by firing squad. And now it's death by lethal injection. And then some states abolished it where they just gave life without parole. Here's a little history lesson for you if you want to do a little history. Did you know that John Fitzgerald Kennedy's brother, Bobby? Yeah, Bobby Kennedy better known as Robert Kennedy, he was the attorney general. He, he advocated for life without parole instead of the death penalty. 
He figured, rather give them life than the death penalty. He, he got killed because he was advocated that. Uh, I think that people always wondered, was that a um, was that a plot to to thing? And then after he got killed, they got they got abolished. So now some states have death. Some states have the death sentence. A lot of states have the death penalty. Um, a majority of the states have life without parole. Some states have what you call circumstantial evidence, where if the crime is so heinous, they do death. There was a case that went national. There was a oh, nacho. There was a death. There was a case where a guy he was on death row. Been in, he'd been on death row for 40 years. He was in prison for 40 years. Sat on death row. Sat on death row for 20. Of, sat on death row for 40 years. Yeah, he was on death row. They accidentally forgot about him. Guess what? He was innocent. Didn't do the charges. He spent 40 years in prison. For a crime he did not commit, there was a. Oh, here's the worst one that I, it's more modern today. There was a young gentleman who got who went to jail in New York. He went to Rikers Island in New York. When he went to Rikers Island in New York, he went to Rikers Island. And he got charged, right? And he was in there waiting to be seen in court. He had he waiting for his day in court, you know, to be to be to be charged, whether he found guilty or innocent. He sat there. He sat there for some years before they finally realized the mistake that he was a petty crime that he did. And he sat in jail for that many years. He lost everything. He was a, he was um, about to graduate high school, was in some circumstances. He was the wrong place, the wrong wrong place at the right time. Basically what that was wrong place at the right time. And they popped him. Wrong place, wrong time, they call it. Well, whatever. He was there and they popped him and he ended up going to jail and he just sat there waiting. Yes, he was waiting. Yes. Yeah. He was waiting for his turn. When he got there, when he literally... Oh, that's that one guy. Yeah. When he got there and he literally was sitting there just waiting for his day in court. He was just sitting in there in a jail cell. What happened was a, a, a particular guard kept noticing, you know, kept wondering, you know, kept asking this young kid, you know, kid been there for years. He's asking this kid, why are you here? He goes, he goes, why are you here? Um, he goes, I'm just waiting my day in court. I, I just I was I was charged for, you know, simple petty crime. I wasn't I didn't do it, but. I got popped and I got busted. And kind of find out the two officers busted him, trumped up charges on him. He sat in, sat in jail. Oh, it was their mistake. Do you know they had to release him? And then they had to give him an apology. And then the state of New York had to compensate that kid. Because he lost, he, he didn't graduate. Because he was about to graduate. He was short some credits, about to graduate. Well, he got his GED while he was in there. But he also was about to go to college because he had a college scholarship on a football. Lost all that on some jumbed up Trump charges. There's a lot of people that are in jail that say, hey, I'm innocent. I knew that I knew a couple of stories where a guy literally kept telling the guards, I'm innocent. I didn't do this. Wrong person. Guess what? Here's what the guards say. 
And every guard says the same story. And I know the guards always because I, I, I mean, I look at it from a guard's perspective. I kind of agree with them. Yeah, everybody says that. This guy right here was actually innocent. Kept telling these guards. And this one guard told him, shut up. You don't know it. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Everybody says they're innocent. And he, and he says, no, I'm actually innocent. I don't belong here. He said, you know what? You're going to the hole. I told you to shut up. You don't listen. Going in the hole. See, in prison, guards are God. Guards are the gods in prison. If you don't do what a guard tells you, you're going in the hole. That means isolation. Isolation is where you're you're in there 23 in 23 in one. 23 in one. Or or you're sometimes you're in there 24 and 0. 23 and 24 and 0 means you're in your cell 24 hours a day. That's it. 23 and 1 means you're in your cell 23 hours a day by yourself. And you come out only one time. That's the shower. You eat, you sleep, you eat, do everything in your cell. You don't get out. You don't get, you don't get access to TV. You don't get access to anything. No books, no nothing. You're just sitting in there contemplating your thoughts. There's people that sat there and committed suicide sitting in jail. Seriously. Because being in being being in a lot being in the hole is torture there's old there was a um there was an old prison in new jersey they they don't have that there's one in there's one in new jersey there was one in pennsylvania that was an outdated antiquated prison that i mean when i say it was outdated their their holes were bad the their um the adsac i mean the isolation the torture was bad i mean people were like oh my god people were sitting there complaining about how bad it was it was that bad where the, it was deplorable they um there were some prisons the food was nasty people were eating molded stuff bread had mold on it they didn't care because they don't reason why they don't care is because that's how society sees them they're degenerates they're the lowest life form but that's not true because that's somebody's brother somebody's father somebody's um, sister, somebody's mother, auntie, uncle, that's people. They're human beings. And they need to be cared for humanely. Yeah. Then you look at, now Now we go on the flip side. Now let's take a look. Now federal prison, people are treated a little bit better in federal prison. People in federal prisons are treated way better than they are in state prisons and counties. And stuff. I knew um, I, I knew a guy who who went to county. He went to county county jail. When he got there, he got they were he was in process. He went. He said he went in and he was talking about how he went in and said when he went into prison. In prison, they have this system. In prison, this guy right here, he was raised. He lived in a black neighborhood. He was a white kid, young white dude lived in a lived in a predominantly black neighborhood and he you know just wasn't racist or anything or nothing but he was white and he lived in a black neighborhood he hung out with black people he just was raised from when he was just a little baby amongst black people so that's all he knew but i mean yeah he knew white people but he was raised among black people so he under he uh, he was more street hood he was more hood street than anybody else um, here's what happened. He got he ended up doing he ended up hanging out with his boys, with his friends, and he was boys and stuff. And they all went to jail. Well, when he got to jail, when he went to when he went to prison for his crime, 
that he did he they got in there and he could not go hang out with the brothers because they said you white and 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 the guy was like but i don't know those white dudes i know more about y'all i identify more with y'all than anybody and they said but you look white but you can't hang with us so he so the white dudes they were the aryan brotherhood um the the um the the skinheads in prison the ab aryan brotherhood they said come join us he had no choice because he was white he had to get tattooed and he's like nah because his tattoo had rolling six he had gang tattoos of a particular black gang and they were like um he was a diehard he was a blood white kid with blood tattoos on him and they were like um they were like so you know yeah so he couldn't he didn't want to join the white gang so what he had to do is he had to get himself in trouble in order for him to be safe one of the black dudes in the gang one of the black dudes in the prison told him hey what you need to do to save yourself so that you don't join them white guys over there you need to do this and he told him you got to go to a guard and you need to sock him go to Mick and now put you in the hole and you need to stay in that hole and don't get out and do your time and just when you get back out maintain your p's and q's be on your p's and q's be on your best behavior after you do that but go there first because if not they're going to pressure you and in prison they have what you call this rape culture in prison where people are getting raped because there's people in there that are lifers and lifers they don't have nothing to do but stay in prison if you want to understand about the system of prison go on youtube look up the boondocks called felice jones felice jackson called felice jackson um look up um dubois um look at huey and louie huey riley and huey go riley and huey do scare straight riley and huey scare straight on the boondocks and you'll hear about Felice Jackson, how these prison guys, the way they talk. That's actually how the prisons are. Because in the prison system, they're like that. People say, oh, he's young, he's good looking. If I like you, I want you and I'm going to take it. And they do that. They do that. He talked about it in there and how the prison system, how he said that he was so in the prison is so corrupt. Guards, there was a prison where guards were doing what you call the Hunger Games at a particular prison. These guards were doing the Hunger Games and how they were doing it, they were they would literally go out and get McDonald's. Literally, they got a McDonald's. They got a they got a McDonald's, Big Mac, order fries and a Coke. Supersized. Brought that in there and had these guys in there beating each other, fighting. They were fighting Hunger Games for this food. And these inmates who never been out in the real world wanted that taste of freedom. They will get in there and start fighting each other, killing each other for that food. Last one standing gets the food. Sometimes they will actually get the, sometimes they will get the food. Other times the guards will be sitting there. Oh, you didn't do it. You didn't do, uh, you cheated. So guess what? I'm eating it. And you did, you beat this guy up for no reason. Didn't get your food because guards were corrupt. Guards were side betting and stuff. Oh, and then you can flip side. In the women's prison, they were doing the same thing. And in one women's prison, they were they, the guards were sleeping. The male guards were sleeping with the women, with the inmates, the female inmates. 
getting one girl she was in there she came up pregnant by one of the guards they didn't believe her when she said that she was raped by one of the guards until she came pregnant by that time that guard the guards the guards um the guards um captain was being investigated and he's the one that did the raping so what he did what they did was the warden transferred him because they were doing an investigation and they were doing a shaker because she wrote a letter and also in prison every letter you you send out gets read by the guards they read all your mail incoming and outgoing to make sure that you're not snitching on them and she literally her family came during this her family came during visitation and she put down she put down a particular lawyer who was um, a particular lawyer she put her she put this lawyer down as her cousin on the on the books and he came and he visited and she told him that she's pregnant that she was raped by this particular captain and stuff and she detailed everything she didn't have no proof but she detailed it she said, the proof is i'm pregnant and when she delivered the baby in prison baby came out looking just like that captain guess what they did an investigation and he was moved and they couldn't find him because he was transferred to another prison that's how they do that they're in-housing policing the police is a system that's a video on youtube go on youtube look up frontline policing the police that's a video you should look up policing the police and that's a video about all these crooked things they do police do things like that but prison is even worse because once you get it here's the thing once you get into the prison once you get into the penal system the prison system you're in it for life say say you get in there for and if you look at prisons from around the world we are the most cool we are the most we have the best prisons when it comes to prisons around the world and for crime we are like we're like number three as best Number one and stuff like that, that'll be over in Sweden and over there in Europe and Holland and Sweden and stuff like that. And Switzerland, they have the best prisons. Their prisons look like dormitories and inmates can get out and go get out and get a job and work because what they do is they get out and get a job and they be part of society. And then they come back and go back to prison and none of them escape. None. The most the most heinous prison in the world, it'll be in Russia. The inmates are being transported with their heads, with their heads in a heads covered, with a with like a pillowcase or something, and then their heads are tilted down, and they're being transported with dogs. And it's way up in Siberia. That is the worst prison in Russia. Now, in South America, the worst prison is one in there's one in there's one in Mexico. There's only one down there in Mexico. This prison down there is a prison where men and women all shack up together there's no segregation that one particular prison and then there's one in um there's one in um guatemala there's one in el salvador there's one in honduras that is really bad and there's one in venezuela there's also one down in brazil that is the worst one and when it comes to like prison down there that prison right there is actually the one in brazil is actually ran by the the guards don't run that prison the inmates do they have a boss the dawn the shot caller the big boss that runs that prison people 
literally starve there because they get they get fed two times a day. They get fed breakfast and dinner. There's no lunch. If you want lunch, your family got to bring you lunch. And some inmates literally don't even eat the food because it's slop. It's cr- it's nothing but stuff put together like a stew and it's nasty. And the and the good and the good food goes to the bosses that run that prison. The prison inmate bosses, they run it. They get the good food and the guards get the better food. Half the people don't get that. And the men and women are shacked up in cells together. They're in big, big open bay area pods. They're all in it together. And they're and women in there are just getting raped. And then and then guys are getting raped as well because that's basically what it is. That's a society. And it's like a Hunger Games war fighting you know, and there's people, you know, people wish they could never. There's American. There's this there's a video where they showed a bunch of Americans and also Australians and a British guy was down there in prison. And they literally they asked him, how's the prison? He said, oh, the prison is wonderful. Oh, it's great. I really like it because they wanted them there because of propaganda. And they, had, and they had to say that because if they didn't, they would got beaten. Sad to say, but prison is not what is you. Prison is ain't what you think so basically the moral of the story is when it comes to corruption prisons are not the ju- if you're gonna reform prison reform make sure that it make sure you put pr- make sure you have people that are people that have people that are minimal people have people have less charges like something petty charges like a like there's there's felonies and there's misdemeanor people have misdemeanor charges that are in jail they should build a prison just for those kind of people you don't put people that have people that have misdemeanors in a felony hardened prison people that have short termers like people have less crime you don't put them people in hardened prisons and you don't short enough don't put kids in a hardened prison you need to build a prison just for them and make them better rehabilitate them a lot of prisons they don't rehabilitate you know what they do they just incarcerate them they don't they don't have like job programs oh Oh, they do. They have like um, associates or they have like um, I they have this one where I can get my GED and I got my associate or or some of them go in prison. There's a guy who went to prison. He he studied law, got his got his paralegal, got his litigation degree in prison, got out, wanted to work at a law firm, couldn't because the ink on his paper. Because see, when you get out of prison, you go you go look for a job. Who's going to hire someone if the ink on your paper is fresh? The, what that means is you just got out of jail. So you have you, the statute of limitation for anyone to anyone to run your background check, anyone to deny you. You have seven years. Every every state, seven years. You got seven years. After seven years, no job. And you can work anywhere. But when you get out, you're on parole. When you're on parole, what do they say? Go get a job. Who's going to hire a convicted felon? Who could hire someone who just got out of jail? You see what I mean? And then you got to take time out of jail to go to your PO. And if you don't see your PO on time, say you go see your PO. You don't see your PO. Guess what? Your PO sits there and tells you, have you found a job? Hey, you got a job? You got a job? Hey, are you working? You looking for a job? Hey, what did I tell you? Hey, you know what? I can send you back right now. You're not doing what I ask you to do. And you go, oh, yes, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. I am looking for work. Hey, did you go hear what I told you? Yes. What'd they say? Here's the paperwork. No, they, they're not hiring. What? 
I told them that you were coming, but they they said they're not opening. There's no openings. Let me, you know what? Well, yeah, you go find a job. I don't care. You know what? I'll just send you back right now. Most guys would rather go back to jail than most guys would rather go back to jail, rather go sit in jail than have to deal with that. Because that's the worst thing you ever want to do is dealing with a parole officer. P.O. Parole officer. That's what the initial means. P.O. means parole officer. Because when you got it, there are good P.O.s and there are some of the worst P.O.s. There are some shady P.O.s and there are good P.O.s. You want to look at the good P.O.s. I'm not saying that all P.O.s are bad. Like the people say all cops are bad. Not all cops are bad. There's good ones. But my personal opinion is it's just how the system is. Because you got a P.O., you got a parole officer who has a caseload of maybe 100 150 150 people that he has to see so you think he's going to spend time with you all he's going to tell you is did you get a job are you working all right where you work at so i can check up on you so uh, you need to check in every time and there's some po's that have to deal with the drugs all right gotta come in go piss or you know what are you doing check uh, checking on them checking on them. where's your address Give me an address. Where do you live at? You live at your mom's. All right. And then they pop up every so often. Check in the place. Make sure that you are actually staying there. You know, and that's just how the system is. You know, that's how the system it's ran. You know, that is how the system is ran. And the system is ran that way and it's shady. But overall, that's just how our federal, that's how our states and local government and federal mandates and mandates everything i personally will say we need to we need to re we need to appeal we need to abolish the 13th amendment seriously to the u.s constitution we've got to get rid of it and re uh i would say restructure it put an amendment to it and restructure it so that everyone can be more just and more um fair to everyone follow the rules yes well you know everybody is a criminal you know everybody does crime you know, not everybody's perfect. We make mistakes, but we need to be able to make this penal system more a just and fair system. Because there's some people that have been in jail that should not have been in there. There's people that have been in. There's people that are in jail that are that don't belong there. There was a guy right now that sat there and spent. He spent fifty. He spent. Well, he spent sixty years in jail. Sixty years in jail for a crime he did not commit. How do you justify giving this guy, how do you justify saying, oh, we're sorry, but you spent 60 years of your life in a prison that you should never have been? There was a guy that was on death row. He got put to death. He was literally, they killed him and found out, oh, he didn't do it. My bad. See what I mean? All right. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I want to tell you right now, I think appreciate each and every one of you out there. Hit me up on social media. Go to Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales. That's on my Facebook. Go there and post anything you want to post or, or put up anything you want to do. Anything you want to do there, go there. Put up stuff right there. Let everybody know how you do it. You know, hit me up there. Leave a message right there. Just leave a message right there. Post all your messages right there. To me, the administrator, that's me. Go to... Go to Marine Cookie 3381. That's on Instagram. That's my that's my Instagram page. On Twitter, look up JR Bell or hit me this way, tipzip357 at gmail.com. That's my Twitter 
email address go there and you, you can leave a message there i check them randomly i do i check them and everything i do have some other social media pages but i don't have a tiktok you know i do have a tiktok but i don't have you know and stuff like that oh you post a TikTok? no i don't oh you have youtube i don't no not not yet but i'm just focusing on my digital content on podcasting via anchor.fm go to anchor.fm right here on anchor.fm look up i got your six you can leave a message there all right i appreciate you i care about you i thank you i hope that you and every one of you out there believe and follow your dreams hey remember bravo six going dark